Welcome to another episode on the See Through It podcast. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, MLB. But wait, the first round of the NFL draft took place. It happened last night. Don't go nowhere. We got some stuff to talk about. This is the See Through It podcast. So first off, NFL is king. And this is why I say this. I didn't even realize that there were uh, other games going on. I didn't even realize that the Spurs and the Nuggets were playing a game six. Did you? I knew there was baseball games going on. And they, they play baseball every day. I forgot the NHL playoffs were happening. I, I forgot. It's totally slipped my mind. The draft came. The NFL kicked the door in and said, boom. The start of our season is about to begin. Everyone, bring your attention here. Focus on this. And and, and that's what happened. Everyone that I follow on Twitter, people that cover baseball or people that cover hockey or basketball, was tweeting about the NFL draft. That leads me to, to say, I feel like the NFL is still king in American sports. Football, 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 football. People love football. It doesn't matter what it is. Draft, off-season talk. It, it, people will, will line up to sit there and watch people discuss football. They love the NFL. Doesn't matter what the NFL does. It doesn't matter. People are going to love the NFL. Now, I'm very interested in seeing how the ratings were for the NFL draft last night. Going against NHL hockey, the NBA playoffs. I'm so interested to see how those the ratings were on that night. I, I was I was just blown away that because I was trying to follow other people to find out okay what's going on in this like once I found out that these games were happening I was trying to find out information about what was going on in those games especially the San Antonio Denver I didn't even get to watch it the people that I was following that I was expecting to watch it wasn't even watching it so I don't have no real details except what I saw on ESPN. So I, I don't know. All I do know is that NFL is king. It's king. So let's, furthermore, let's 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 jump into the first round. I'm not gonna do the whole first round because as I looked, as I watched on, a lot of teams started taking players that they needed or started filling in positions that they needed, which made sense. So we we just gonna recap the first ten. We're going to recap the first 10 picks, and then we're going to talk about the losers and the winners. So, first pick, Kyler Murphy. Murphy. Kyler Murray. It's, it's a good pick. You, there, I, mean, there's, I mean, you can debate it, but 
how successfully are you going to be in debating against that pick? Dual threat quarterback. He has a great arm. He's fast. Do you really want to risk not picking him up? Do you really want to risk that? Of course, I mean, you have a quarterback now. You have a quarterback now. So what do you do? In my mind, I would have went defense. Or I would have got him, got Josh Rosen a weapon. But that's not what happened. The Cardinals picked up Kyler. And it is, I just don't like how they went about it. I'm sure they knew they was going to pick Kyler. And they kept telling him or kept, probably kept making him feel like he was going to be their quarterback. I'm sure he knew in the back of his mind that they were lying. They were just keeping their cards to themselves. So now you got two quarterbacks. What's your game plan now? Is Kyler the starting quarterback come week four, week three, week two? Because you took the number one, you took him as the number one pick. At what point in the season will Kyler be coming on the field? What point of the season? The fans are going to be wanting him on the field. I know some of you like, well, it doesn't matter what the fans want. Well, it does, actually. Because the pressure, when the fans start crying out, the media starts paying attention. Then the media starts questioning the coach, both quarterbacks, the GM, the owner. The pressure is going to be ratcheting up, especially if they get off to a slow start with Josh. You can't blame that on Josh. He got so much to worry about. He's looking over his shoulder constantly. Let me tell you why drafting a quarterback at the number one pick when you have a quarterback that you picked up last year in the first round. It doesn't work. It only makes sense if you have a quarterback that's been in the league for 10 years or so, and then you draft a number one your number one quarterback. Because then he can sit back and be like, okay, he's going to learn a little bit, and then we're going to throw him in there. That's not the case here. Josh Rosen was just picked up last year. You fired the coach that he had the year before. So how much time has Josh had to actually learn the system? Now he's been thrown into a new system on top of that. Is the world fair? No, it's not fair. Could they have told him this is the path we're going to draft him so he's not in the dark? Yes, they, they, they could have done, done that. But here's a message to all, the, all you young quarterbacks out there. Don't have loyalty to these teams. They don't care about you. All they want to do is take care of themselves. Don't be loyal to these teams. Be loyal to you. To yourself. Do what's best for you. Because they're going to do what's best for them. They're going to do what's best for them. We'll see how this how this all plays out. I don't, I think, it's, I don't think it's fair that Josh Rosen is going to have to deal with this. I mean, I understand the pick, though. I mean, it makes, it makes sense. You can't pass up on that type of talent. You can't pass up on that type of talent. So it makes sense. But that's the league we live in today. That's that's the league. We want results right now. We got to have it right now. There's, there's no more 
waiting. There's no more of the Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers type deal. Or the Drew Bledsoe, Tom Brady. There's no more of that. There's no more draft a quarterback, let him learn, get let him develop in the system, and then boom. Nope, we want results right now. Right now. So we'll see how that all goes. We'll see how that plays out. Next pick was Bosa to the 49ers. Another pick, I'm, I mean, another pick I'm not happy about. Not, I'm not going to say happy. That I don't like. And the only reason, I, only reason why I don't like it, I think it just sets a bad precedent for future NFL draftees that's going to be playing college football and might feel, hey, hey, I, I don't feel like playing no more. You know what? My draft stock is high. I've done enough. I'm just going to sit the rest of this season out and save myself for the NFL draft. I don't like that. That that's I don't that just that doesn't sit right with me. I want competitors. I want competitors who want competition. And they'll be like, whoa, that's that's easy for you to say. You're not the one on the field putting your body at risk of getting injured and maybe harming your, your future career. I get that. You have all the right to say that. But when you make a commitment to a school to play that sport, you're, you're joining something bigger than you. You're signing up to do something with other people. Football is not an I sport. Football is a team sport. You're in that locker room with other guys. Your brother's on the field. You made a commitment to play the game. That commitment should be honored. So I don't I don't like the fact that he was able to sit out, play three games, sit out, and then get drafted this high. I I I feel like that sets some sets something in motion that's that's not gonna be a good look. And and it, it might not even be that way though. He might be the only one who does this. He might be the only one who does this. But we don't know. I just don't want to see no one else do this. Because like I said, I I don't like it. There was no penalty for him to play three games and sit out the rest. I I don't like it. So, 49ers get Bosa. I mean, he's a good player. From the three from the three games that we saw, he's a good player. I mean, although those are lesser opponents, they're probably going off t- previous tapes, but still, he's a good player. From all the measurements and 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 uh, other tests, he's tested out better than his brother. So, we shall see. We shall see. Number three, my Jets pick up. Quinn Williams. Quinn Williams. Williams. The former, former Alabama defensive tackle. The man's a beast. Not, 
He looks like a baby. That man is a beast. That's another, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. It seems like the team is going more towards uh, defense. They're, going, they're probably going to be more balanced. They, I, don't, I don't think they're going to depend heavily on the run, but they're going to use the run in their defense. Seems like they've been talking to Rex Ryan again. But I, I like that pick. That, that's a good pick. That, that is a good pick. Yeah, what else do you say about that? You've seen the tape. You've seen him play. Dominant in the middle. He's fast. He's strong. As there's not many times where he was denied on any down. He's very, very disruptive player in the backfield. The number four pick, Farrell, going to the Raiders. Now that that pick, I didn't get. Now, I understand they needed speed and a pass rusher, but Farrell was not the one. Farrell was not the one. Devin White went behind him. Josh Allen went seventh. Devin Bush went tenth. I don't, at, when that happened, when that pick came in, I was like, why? Just like many others in Oakland, I, I, I felt like the Raiders didn't care about football anymore. They, they're just making picks. But then the statement came out that the Raiders want guys that play football the right way. So then you, you look at that statement, and then you look at Farrell again, and you like, okay, if, if that's the case, then... Why Farrell? He was so inconsistent. If you watch the National Championship game, he wasn't that disruptive. Jonah Williams did a great job against him. He, he, Jonah wasn't getting beat by him. Farrell had up and down moments all year long. And to take him that high at four, why not take Josh Jacobs at four? If you really wanted your defense, White, instead of taking Farrell, take White, Devin White, more versatile player, play line, outside linebacker, can play coverage. Josh Allen, the same thing. Why take Farrell at four? I, I, I don't get it unless... Again, that statement by the Raiders, they want players that's going to play football the way they want them to play football, the way they believe football should be played. And, I mean, they picked up Josh Jacobs, and he's a hard-nosed football player. That makes sense. But Farrell at four was – you could have got Farrell later. You could have got Farrell way later in the first round. You could have probably got Farrell in the second round. I don't believe Farrell is a first-round type player, especially with his inconsistent play on the field. Christian Wilkinson, Dexter Lawrence. You you went him before those two. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I I I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that pick. That's 
I'm still blown. I, I, I don't know. But we'll see. I mean, basically, we'll see how that goes. We'll see if he, he takes it to another step. Maybe he was saving himself. I mean, you, you, you don't know today's game. I, these players are iffy. How, how many college football players are actually going 100% all the time? I mean, it's a handful of them out there. It's a handful of them out there. And, and, and those players are the players I want. Those are the players that I want. 100%, 100% consistent. 100% effort. I, those are the players I want. I, I don't want the up and down roller coaster type players. I, I don't want that. Especially if I'm drafting, drafting in the first round in the top five picks. I, I don't want inconsistency with my player. Bad moments happen, of course. Totally. I, I get that. That that's a I mean, that goes without saying. But inconsistency. Question if the motor is on right now? No, I don't I pass. I'll I'll pass on that one. At number five, we we got Devin White. Devin White being picked up. That that's a good pick. That's a good pick by the by the Buccaneers. I, 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 there's, I mean, they needed some. They needed some help. They ain't gonna need this help. Linebacker that can that can play in space. Very very knowledgeable about what's been what's been what's trying to be done. He can hit. He doesn't miss tackles. Playing in that division, where you got Cam Newton. Drew Brees throwing the ball to Kamara. You're going to need a linebacker that can play in space and, and know that, okay, one-on-one, he, he's going to wrap him up. He has good speed off the edge. He can come through the A or B gaps. They got a good player. Devin White, they, they, they got a good player in Tampa Bay. So that's the first five. That's the first five. We got five more to touch on. We got five more. So don't go nowhere. This is the See Through It Podcast. All right. So now we're going to cover the last five picks. Daniel Jones being the leader of the, of the last five. The Giants picked him up, shocking the world and his fans by picking Daniel Jones of Duke. Uh, I don't even know what to say. I, I, I don't, I don't understand the pick. I, I don't, I, I don't get it. The Giants had three picks in the first round. The Giants. Let me say it again. The Giants had three picks. In the first round. With their first pick. In the 2019 NFL draft. Coming in at number 6. The Giants select. Daniel. Jones. Daniel. Jones. Not Drew Locke. Daniel Jones. 
not Will Greer. Daniel Jones. Not Haskins. Daniel Jones. I don't get it. Gettleman said that they made this pick because it was a, it was a football pick. It was a smart pick. And they feel like they were going to be, this situation was going to be like the Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers type deal. I find that very hard to believe. Watching that interview happen, I I was just blown away. Because the guy sitting next to him, I don't know his name, don't remember his name or what he even does. But his body language was just so like, man, I think we messed up. I think watching him listen to Gettleman talk about the pick at number six, he looked tired because it seemed like he had an internal struggle mentally about this pick. He couldn't justify it to himself. And now they were out there talking to the media about this pick. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Now, I mean, if this is your guy, this is your guy. If this is your guy, this is your guy. But my question is, why take him at six? You had three other picks. You could have you could have took him at 17. You could have took him at 30. You he was definitely going to be there in the second round. You take him in the first round, that makes me feel like you plan on starting him sometime in the near future. I mean, a quarterback in the first round, that I believe that means right now. We have to go right now. And I mean, that might not be the case. That might not be the case. But he's a top 10 pick. So, is, is I mean, what's the plan? Second round, I can see, okay, second round quarterback being picked. He's going to sit. He's going to sit and learn the system. First round, maybe week five, week six, he might get some playing time. Maybe week eight. Let's say week eight, he'll come on to the field. That's what I think. That's what I feel like that pick says to me. With the number one, with number six pick in the first round, we're going to go Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. What was wrong with Dwayne Haskins? I, I, the comment, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna talk about that later. We we're gonna continue on. It's like I said, they had a pick at seventeen, they had a pick at thirty. This is they went Daniel Jones. There's tons of other players they could have. Lawrence, Dexter Lawrence would have made sense at six. I like that pick more than that. That that would have made sense at six. A lot more sense at six. But let's move on. Let's let's move on. We go to number seven. Number seven, Josh Allen out of Kentucky to the Jags. That's a good pick. Tom Coughlin being old school, defense, balance, attack on offense. That made sense. 
another linebacker that can play in space. He can drop back in coverage. He can uh, rush the quarterback with speed, high IQ. That is a good pick by the Jacksonville Jaguars. That, that, no gripes. That, that, that awesome pick by the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, he, he fell to them. I'm sure everyone blew their minds when Farrell went for and everyone knowing that the Raiders needed speed on the edge and, and some pass rush. And, and, ah, missed opportunity by the, by the Raiders. Jacksonville gets their man. TJ Hawkinson goes to Detroit out of a long history of Iowa tight ends. Detroit gets a tight end. He's a good tight end. I I like him. He can block. He's a bet. He's he has improved his blocking because in previous years he wasn't that good. But he definitely improved his blocking this past year. He's very he can catch the ball. He is a hands guy. He catches the ball with his hands. He has good speed. He's a reliable tight end. And that, like, when I saw this pick, I said escape valve for Matt Stafford, Matthew Stafford. If his wide receiver's not open, TJ is going to be getting a lot of passes thrown to him. And I believe he's going to catch a lot. He's going to catch a lot of balls this upcoming season. TJ is a good pick. A lot of people was like, why don't we, why didn't we get defense? We need some defense. Well, I. I don't think defense is going to be an option in the NFC North for the Lions. They don't have enough picks. They don't have enough picks. They they got a lot of holes on that defense. They got a lot of holes on that defense. Again, you're playing a division with Aaron Rodgers. You're going to need some offense. You're going to need to convert some third downs. And picking up TJ is definitely going to help ensure that you are capable of convert. I don't know if you're going to go on to convert him, but picking him up will make you more than capable of converting those third downs when you need them or keeping you ahead of the chains. Because I feel like Detroit is going to have to put up points. That division, that division is going to be tough. It's going to be real tough. So then we go to number nine, Ed Oliver going to the Bills. It's a solid pick. Over the years, the, um, the Buffalo Bills have been drafting a lot of defensive players. A lot of defensive players. And, and this is a good pick. I, I question his uh his competitive edge. Sitting out the rest of uh, this football season. I don't know, was he injured or what was going on in Houston? But like I said, I, I, I question any football player's competitive edge. When they take time off, is it about you, or is it about the team? What what? Are you not committed to the team, or are you just protecting yourself? I would rather them come out and say, you know what, I'm looking towards my NFL career, and I I I gotta sit out. I, I can't I I can't go any further. I've proved my worth. 
and uh, I gotta I gotta save myself. If that's the case, and they say that, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with that. If if, if that's the case, I am fine with that. But like I said, I feel like players should honor their commitment when you make a commitment to the team and to the to the university that you're playing. That you you're gonna play those years. You don't have to stay all four years. Do your three years. I, I believe that's what it is. Do your three years and move on. I I, I just feel like these, these players should honor their commitments. I'm tired of the transfer portal. But that's that's another episode for another day at another time. Another, that's a whole other episode. But the Bills picking up Oliver. Ed Oliver is a good pickup. I, I like that pick. He, they, A lot of people are saying Aaron Donald. I feel like uh, Quentin Williams could be an Aaron Donald type player, but we'll, I mean we'll see how this how Ed Oliver um, how he plays. If is he going to have that um, that that motor, um, the love of competition, and and really go for it? He seemed very hyped when he got drafted, so I hope that passion is there when the NFL season starts. And then we go to the 10th pick. Pittsburgh picking up a player that they needed. They lost Ryan Shazier to a horrific injury. And since then, they haven't been the same. They need a player that they gonna go, that can play in space, that has the speed. Devin Bush is that player. He can hit. He's a good tackler. They, they needed this type of player. They're going to need some more defense, but they needed this type of player. They they needed that. They needed Devin Bush. In the NFC, I mean, not the NFC, the AFC North or Central, should I say, you got Cleveland. On paper, they have so many offensive weapons. You need this type of defensive player. You can't have players out there that's playing on defense that can't tackle in space or can't cover in space. You're going to give up a lot of points. You're going to give up a lot of yards. So that this was a must for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then you got uh, Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson who can run out of the pocket. You got Mark Ingram that's going to be in Baltimore. So this this was a a big and a good pick by the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that wraps up the first ten, the top ten picks of the NFL draft. That wraps that up. I mean, the second part of that draft was not a lot of controversy, but the I mean, the hot the highlighted pick was the Daniel Jones going to the Giants. I don't understand it. They saw something that the rest of the world didn't see. Uh, they believe that Eli Manning is going to be playing for three, four years, so Daniel Jones is going to be able to sit back there and learn. And if that's the case, again, why pick him in the first round with the number six pick? Why do that? I, if you, if you, if that's your guy, and I, I don't believe no one else had him on the board that high. I don't know what the Giants are doing. So when we go back, we, we're going to talk about winners and losers. I'm sure you already know where I'm going with this. 
So don't go nowhere. This is the See Through It Podcast. On to the winners and losers of the first round. Uh, Losers, I'm going with the New York Giants. Picking Daniel Jones at number six. When you could have took Dexter Lawrence at number six. Picking DeAndre Baker at 30. When Greedy Williams hasn't been touched. DeAndre Baker, don't don't get me wrong. DeAndre Baker is a good corner. He's a good corner. Big guy. He has good ball skills. But he lacks the speed. In the NFC East, you got Deshaun Jackson. Got Amari Cooper. Now you got Jason Witten back. He's not a speed guy. But there's, there's some players in the NFC East that have some speed. Alshon Jeffries, would you say he is a fast guy? I I say I would say he got some speed. When you draft a corner in the first round, you want that shutdown corner, and you want him to have speed and ball skills. DeAndre Baker is not a shutdown corner. I know they hyped him up and said teams would go away from him. I don't think that's the case. When you watch the Alabama game, we went at him. They went at him. I said we. They went at him. <laughs> he made some plays. I don't feel like teams went away from him. If they didn't throw to that side of it, it's because they didn't have no confidence in that receiver. Teams went at him. He's not fast. He's a big he's a bigger cornerback. Like I said, he has he has good ball skills. Greedy Williams, fast, good ball skills, a shutdown corner. Maybe the Giants, it, the scheme didn't fit Greedy, because he, he's more of a man to man type guy. DeAndre, it, maybe they they gonna play zone more. Maybe they gonna play zone more. Bump it, bump and run type coverage. I, but I don't like the pick at 30. Again, in the first round. Williams is sitting there. You should have went with him. That's, that's how I feel. I feel like they should have went with Williams at 30. If you're going to go to a cornerback, you pick him up. Uh I, I don't. I don't think the Giants know what they're doing right now. Uh, the NFL draft caught them off guard. It, like they just woke up and were like, oh, oh, the NFL draft is today. What are, What are we doing, guys? Anyone Anyone knows? Anyone knows? What, what are we doing? What are we doing today? Any Any hints? No one. All right. So we We're just gonna. Oh, it's our pick. Uh, Dane Jones. Dexter Lawrence. DeAndre Baker. I don't think they – I don't know what they did. So they're the losers. I feel like they are the losers in this first round. And they they got more picks. And this is – this again, this is all off paper, guys. This is, this is looking at players and looking at teams' needs and then 
seeing what they actually went after and like I I don't see how that fits. I don't I don't see how that fits. And if you can look at this draft, the, the first round and see how the Giants drafted and you can agree with that or or you like that makes sense that let me know, you know. Send me a message on Twitter, Facebook. Help me to understand. Because I, I don't get it. The other networks are, are trying to figure the same thing out. So I, I, I want to know. Matter of fact, I want to hear from you Giants fans. Let me know how you feel about how they drafted in the first round. Again, they had the pick at 6, 17, and 30. I, I want to know who would, you have, who would you have picked at those positions, at those spots. I like the pick at uh, Dexter Lawrence. I like that pick because you gonna need you need someone that's big and physical because you got Ezekiel Elliott in the same division. I like that pick. That makes sense. His impact is gonna be felt in year one. His impact is gonna be felt in year one. So on that pick, hats off to the Giants. Because Ezekiel Elliott is in that division. So that makes sense. The other two picks? To each his own. I don't know. To each his own. The winners? The winners? I I was going back and forth. But it has to be the Washington Redskins. They didn't have to make not one trade. Dwayne Haskins fell into their lap, gift wrapped by the Giants. The Giants sent them a present. The Giants sent them a present. But not, I, <laughs> this was going to be talked about for weeks until the season started. The Giants sent them a present. So now I'm the the Redskins are the winners of the first round. I mean, there's other. It's easily you can say Arizona, but did they really win? I I don't know. Uh, everyone else picked players that they needed, or picked positions, and then they in those positions they rated who were higher, and they they grabbed those players. So I'm gonna have to. I, I would have to say the Redskins won. Now with picking Montez Sweat. At the 26th pick, with him having some issues with not being like being coached or not not liking coaches being hard on him or coming at him a certain way, I don't I don't know how that how that's gonna play out. I, I don't know how that's gonna play out. For a player to come into a league and it's gonna tell people or it's gonna have a feel like don't tell me how to or don't coach me a certain way. That's, I don't understand that. I don't, I don't get that. You, I don't see how people, that's like a person going into a job and and telling the boss, don't tell me how to work. How's that going to work out for you? So I, I, I I mean, skill set wise, good pick, but as a person that that feels like 
you're not going to tell me how to do something or don't coach me a certain way. I don't, I don't, I'm not too high on that. But besides that, I feel like the Redskins won the first round. They got Dwayne Haskins. I, I also, the, the, the vision that I feel like is going to be the most fun to watch now, based off the first round alone, <laughs> is the NF, NFC East. It's going to be fun to watch what the Giants do with their, their first three picks. It, it's going to be fun. With Eli not having Odell Beckham, it, it, that division is now the must-see. Uh, it's must-see football. You got the Cowboys. You got the Redskins with Dwayne Haskins. I I can see him coming onto the field. Maybe what, let's see, they got Case Keenum and uh, Alex Smith. And Alex Smith is still injured, so I see Dwayne get on the field early. It's definitely going to be a learning curve. You're going to have some bumps in the road, but. I like Dwayne Haskins. And I do not like the comment that's been made that he's not a a mobile quarterback. That's the most backwards comment I've heard this year in the draft. Because, let's, let's take a walk down memory lane. Cam Newton came out. All he can do is run. Mike, Mike Vick came out. All he can do is run. Russell Wilson... Just a mobile quarterback. It seems like if you're a black quarterback, and if all the things, only thing you can do is run, they didn't, they didn't like you. They they question your ability to throw the ball, to to read coverage, and 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 to uh, your accuracy. There wasn't no question about the arm power, but they always question your accuracy and able to and the ability to read coverage. And now. 2019, we have a quarterback that's not very mobile. And what they mean by mobile, he's not super fast. He's not super elusive. He doesn't have those highlighting uh, breakaway runs from the pocket. That's what they mean by mobile. You know, because he, if he needs to run, he'll run. But he's not going to oh, oh, break any ankles or break away speed. No, he's not going to do that. No. But for them to come out and say he's not mobile enough. Well, let's let's look at it. Is Aaron Rodgers mobile? No. Tom Brady? No. Uh, Jared Goff? No. Did they question their mobility? No, they didn't. They was always talking about his quarterback IQ, his, his ability to find an open receiver. That same message should be kept with Dwayne Haskins. I do not like that they criticize this man on his ability, on his his ability not to be able to um, create highlight reels on by his feet. That's 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 not right. That is not right. It's not fair for them to do that. And and people should be outraged, or should be taking note of that. It's disgusting that that they can put that on him. Because years before, it was always, oh, they can they can they throw the ball? Can they read coverage? He can, he all he's good for is running. And now you have a quarterback that can throw the ball. Who broke Drew Brees' touchdown record? At a school that is not known for throwing the ball, Ohio State never threw the ball like that. And then. Dwayne comes in. They're throwing the ball all over the field. 
he breaks the Big Ten record, puts it at 50 in one season. To doubt his ability to run because he did it from the pocket is insane. It's not right. So I hope he goes out there and tears this league up. I hope he goes out there and tears this league up and, and, and makes them eat this makes them eat their words. He's not a bad runner. He doesn't choose to run. He wants to throw the ball down the field. And that's what he does. He's a quarterback that can put the ball down the field. So, I, so um, I'm going to say the NFC East and the AFC Central are going to be the two divisions to watch. It's going to be a fun football season. So uh, th- those are the, my two. And and the big miss is the Raiders. I, I, with all their picks, I, the number four pick was a miss. I, 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 unless he turns it on and he goes 100%, I, I don't see it. I don't see it. So that'll wrap up the show. Again, see through it. It's just not a sports podcast. It's a way of living. It's a lifestyle. It's a phrase that you can live by. Continue to see through what's going on. Just continue to see through what's being said. Like the comment about Dwayne. See through it. That comment, there's something else attached to that. It's not good. So, you guys have a good day. I'll talk to you guys on Monday. This is the See Through It Podcast.